it wasn't as profound a discussion of mental health as I'd originally imagined. <laughs> but mate, it's not going to be. It's not going to be. <laughs> um, whoops. Welcome to the Skeptical Podcast. I'm Matt Walker, I'm the producer of the show, and with me is political commentator Ben Kelly. Hello! Who you can find at the Skeptical on Twitter. This is a podcast born in the lockdown that takes a skeptical look at the news and current affairs from the point of view of two fed up middle aged dads. Each episode, Ben will have a subject for discussion, then we'll bollock on about something else once we're bored. Um, hi Ben, how you doing? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Well, that's British for shit, isn't it? Yes, obviously. What are we talking about uh, today? We're going to talk about uh, mental health and the lockdown. Right. So, according to the Royal College of Psychiatrists, people with no history of mental illness are developing serious psychological problems for the first time as a result of the lockdown. Adults and children are having psychotic episodes, mania and depression, with some taken to hospital because of the heavy toll on their mental well-being. Men aged 18 to 25 have been badly affected by first-time mental health issues largely because of restrictions on their movement. So this was all reported in The Guardian on the 16th of May by Dennis Campbell. More and more, though, we're discovering how people are suffering, aren't we? Because of the isolation, job insecurity, relationship breakdown, bereavement, or just general anxiety about all kinds of things. There's been an increase in domestic violence, for example, so that's pretty upsetting. Unemployment is pushing three million now. Three fucking million. So that's pretty devastating. NSPCC figures show that calls to its helplines have risen by a third since the lockdown. A third. A study from the University of College of London said that levels of anxiety and depression in the UK have both fallen in line with the lifting of lockdown restrictions. This was according to the UCL's COVID-19 social study of over 90,000 adults during this coronavirus epidemic. It showed that depression levels have decreased particularly amongst those under 60, but depression and anxiety are still highest in young people, those living alone, those with lower household income, people with diagnosed mental illnesses, and of course, people living with children. Hello. So, how's your mental health been? Mine's been pretty up and down, sir. In the past couple of weeks, I've spoken to a variety of people to get a sense of their experience and wanted to share some of them with you, but they will remain anonymous. Example 1 said this. On paper, it's been fine. I kept my job, I have my family, and I'm healthy. But I've noticed that staying at home all day and not being able to socialise has increased my anxiety significantly. Combined with all the stories of death on the news, there's moments when it all hits you and your brain turns to mush. Yep, my brain's about 90% mush, I think, these days. I think it's the massive reduction in human contact which is the biggest problem. Like, in the past, I've always managed my mental health by playing in team sports, regularly seeing my mates, but all those things are now illegal. Illegal. 
Strange times we live in. Also, everyone on the street is now a potential threat and it feels so unhuman to have to actively avoid people. Example 2. I used to have pretty bad episodes of clinical depression, but these days are much better. Good. So, I've generally managed it quite well during the pandemic, which I have to commend him for because he also goes on to say, I was made redundant and my brother went to hospital with COVID-19 and I came down with it, or something very much like it, so this guy's had a hard time, so good on him if he's managed it. But interestingly, he is feeling more anxious as the lockdown is easing, which I think I can identify with. Uh, personally, for me, it's because every time we gain a new freedom, it is tainted by restrictions to manage the virus. He's finding social media hard to deal with because it feels like everyone has this horrendous pent-up energy because we can't socialise normally. Well, I do tend to see social media as a bit of a bear pit anyway and have had to find my own ways to be resilient in that, but it does make the good point to say that there's not enough normal, fluid, human interaction offsetting the experience of online interaction. Because, of course, lots of people probably on social media more, they're not out there seeing their friends. Example 3. This was a politician who told me he'd been contacted by people who were suicidal, who had had their lives ruined by the pandemic and the lockdown. He also told me that his own marriage had been tested because his wife works 24-7 as a vet, so he is the childcare. Oh, now, oof. It's not fucking easy in a lockdown, is it? Not easy. Really isn't. This fella said he'd give a kidney for his nursery to open tomorrow. Yep, definitely feeling this. So listen, this isn't fucking easy, is it? No. It's hard. It's hard. Take care of yourselves and each other. Please understand that mental health and well-being must be a factor in the decision-making process as we emerge from this fucking hellish lockdown. Ben, well, uh, it seems like this uh, subject is something that's important to you. Well, but uh, one thing I would want to ask is, why now? Um, why this subject? Are you okay, Ben? Is there anything you need to get <laughs> off your chest? Um, it, it's quite an important subject to me because I've written a lot about the lockdown and trying to highlight the negative consequences and side effects of the lockdown. Um I'm not one of those people who said we shouldn't have locked down, but I am one of those people who think we need to balance a lot of different things to decide exactly how long it goes on and how to lift it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I think that mental health uh, is one of the major factors in that decision-making process. Yeah, so that's the why. Um, obviously, when I asked you, are you okay, Ben? I was being slightly facetious. Um, but um, I do think it's important with a subject like this to bring your uh, personal experience to it too. Um, how has your past week been? Obviously we've been seeing a lot of uh, distressing news on social media. Um, I found that very difficult. I'll be honest with you. I mean, it didn't start the week off well because of a um, a mistake with my repeat prescription, which meant that I ended up missing three days of my antidepressants I tralopram. Partly because I'm so stupid that it's one of those things I look at and thinking, oh, I must do that, but I'm not going to do it now. Um, but I should have only missed it. <laughs> that's just, that's just, I, I've, I've only been on them since January, so I'm still not realising just how important it is not to be that stupid. 
But I should have only missed a day, but there was some screw-up or other, and I missed three days. And when I went back on them, poof, that wasn't pleasant. You know, if you get you learn anything from this podcast, do not do that. Do not miss any. You're on them or you're not. So what, what happens? Uh, yeah, what happens when you... Well, people people who are on them will know that there's effects that happen when you first start taking them. Mine actually weren't that bad, but these were awful. I was, I was so lethargic where on, on the, the second day of being back on them, I was basically barely able to stay conscious for most of the day. Um, and I was so flat all week. Actually, what set me off um, on the Monday morning, I spent a couple of hours scrolling through Twitter to look at all the videos of everything that was going on in America. And that really, really, I found that very, very upsetting and, and just quite, you know, just I mean, scary, yeah, really. Anyone find that? Yeah, yeah lots of people upset. So, yeah. And, 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 that's the thing when you, you know, I, I need to try and keep up with the news. I do, you know, not necessarily, you know, I don't comment, comment on everything that's going on in the news, but I do like to, you know, have an awareness of it. But that really, really just something clicked in my head then. I said, this is absolute madness. And it wasn't just America then, then there was riots here. And it, just the sheer madness of it, just, it, it was just, it's just chaos, isn't it? Some kind of a perverse thing in me thought, uh, Oh, it's quite nice to have something else in the news to think about. It's quite it's quite nice to to have uh, just a, a distraction from just getting the updates on the death rates. You know, how many people have died today? Um, but it, very quickly, it's just like, oh no, it's just a different shade of horrible, horrible crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it did. I just yeah, I find it much more yeah, much more depressing again. That's strange. It's just kind of compounded the whole thing. And actually, the, the the COVID news is getting better. It's on like an upward curve in terms of like my happiness level, really. Yeah, the, the, the integrating back into whatever the, the new society is going to be um, yeah. is is a challenge. But the, the actual rates of infections and deaths is going down. So that's good. I'm getting happier. But then this is, it's like, oh, no, no, let's let's get bothered about racism again. So, oh, yeah, racism is really fucking shit. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is pretty shit, isn't it? Oh. Like, yeah, it, exactly, yeah. That's the thing. I, I think I was knocked knocked off course because I really thought last weekend, I thought that it's been said, the lockdown has been in phases, hasn't it? So the, the, that's how the government has um, discussed it. And I've sort of thought about it in my own life, going through different phases of it as well. And I thought that I was about to enter a new phase where I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. Things were getting better slowly but surely and I'd start feeling a bit calmer and more happy. So I was a bit... Obviously, there was the issue with the uh, medication which made it a lot worse. But I think also it was just a, a thing where I didn't suddenly feel that um, sense of hope that I was expecting to come because of, you know, what seemed like uh, a route towards um, things improving in this country. But... You know, that's sometimes you get knocked off course by just well defense. Oh, it is nice to a philosophical thing here. I thought I thought you were going to break out in some kind of. Well, you know, Matt. Sometimes we've just got to. Well, what we got to do? <laughs> this is what I'm hoping for. Really, <laughs> it's like you can just going to give me the answer. Yeah, maybe maybe it should be a bit more like that because at the moment it's just two people just saying, "Yeah, everything is shit," and you should feel crap about it too. The horror of the entire thing yeah. is is entirely depressing. It is, but you say the this, the situation in this country, despite um, the problems we've had, um, are improving. I do believe as well that it will be a return to an actual sort of normality 
quicker than we think. I'm not saying it's going to be next month, the month after that. I don't know when it will be. I'm not going to put a time frame on it. I just don't think that the new normal is going to be something that lasts a, a year. You know, we have a friend who lives in uh, Czech Republic. Obviously, they dealt with it differently. It's a different situation, but there's no new normal there. Everything is back to normal because I think that once it, the risk has been reduced significantly, that will is what will happen. Yeah, there's 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 certain small changes like you know people wash their hands, you know people try and stay at certain distance. It's not going to be two meters away from people, but I mean that's another thing. And on a personal level, um, maybe it'll improve my own hygiene levels because one thing I realize is that I'm basically just a gross human being. Uh, <laughs> shouldn't admit this online, but just you know, not 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 you know like as bad as you you might think from me. Think this, but. Good night, love. Yeah, I'm not going to tell that on the podcast. Um, night, Joe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good night, love. Um, Good night, She love. was just a couple of incidents where she's found chewing gum in places that you shouldn't leave chewing gum. Um, oh, yeah, where? I know. That's terrible. That's really bad. I, I was... Um, where? Well, one of them was like... on. The windowsill in the, uh, the bathroom because I'd put it there thinking I'll just wrap that up and throw it away in a minute, but then I just left it there. Uh, another, oh, that's not so bad. I think another time was like on the floor or something. I don't even know how that happened. That's pretty gross. Um, but it's just other things like it's just other like things. I have so many bad habits. You know, they're talking early on. It was very big on you know washing your hands and I, I wash. I do wash my hands and but it's also like not touching your face. Terrible for that. I, I like biting my nails, picking my nails, touching my face, rubbing my eyes. I've got bad hygiene, everybody. I yeah. just want everyone to know this is the, that you know. Don't be me. Keep clean. Is what I'm saying. I'm just glad you didn't say you were leaving chewing gum like in somewhere really disgusting, like your Uranus or no, something. No, I don't tend to put chewing gum up there. Uh, actually, that was a weird, weird way of phrasing that. I don't tend to put anything up there. Actually, just to be clear, um, not quite sure of the emphasis on the word there. I made it sound a bit like I might put other things up there. Just to be, <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> Um, I've only I've only tried it a couple of times, and it wasn't a pleasant experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I think that's the end of that segment. Oh, I was it? just going to say yeah. that I, I hope get something out of that because I, I feel like it wasn't as profound a discussion of mental health as I'd originally imagined. <laughs> but mate, it's not going to be. It's not going to be. <laughs> um, whoops. Mental health. Oh, smells lovely, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, um, so now we're on this uh, segment, which is my favourite bit. I like to think of it as like the, the the backstage bit where we're having some like backstage banter. So like they, we've obviously had the the yes, we've had the the bit at the front where where that you know the the very slick styled presentation mm. that we've been giving to people. We've been talking about very serious things, extremely, and you know. Now this is like giving people a, a, a peep through the curtain, you know, what we're like, and we're kind of kicking back and, you know, people get to know us better. And, and I can drill into the mind of, of, of you and and slowly start to unpick, unravel your psyche and just show people what you like. So should we start? Should we go just dive in? I've got some questions. What beer have you been drinking recently? 
Well, I'm drinking Stella right now because my wife brought some home. But I have been going through some craft beers in the week, which you'd approve of. Because uh, I know you disapprove of some of my less classy drinking habits. Um, I'd lo- I want to know about those. Sorry? You know I want to burn, no. You know, actually, I want to know about the less classy drinking habits. Well, I haven't this week. Uh, I think, you know, that I do enjoy the occasional kind of special brew. Why? Because uh, this is it's a, a two-for-one deal, isn't it? One, I don't think it tastes that bad. It tastes better than Carlsberg, which, because it's made by the same, is like Carlsberg special brew, and it doesn't taste like Carlsberg. I think it tastes all right. I think if it was in a, bo- a bottle and it was from Belgium and it was called some fancy name, you well definitely drink it. You definitely would. Yeah, really. You really. would. You would. It's, what it's, percentage it's, it's like, is it? And it's it's a good eight percent, but it's it's one of those lagers that it, it, there's some kind of bonus strength on there. It's not just eight percent. It just it just gets you. It just gets you. And I, it's Got also, some bonus bonus strength. Yeah, I think you know just some. some I mean, I don't buy that argument because oh, if it was in a craft beer shop, like you would, you would love it, but it wouldn't be. It's just, it's just flawed. It's just a ridiculous thing to say. But it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be. be. It wouldn't be. It's my answer. What do you mean it wouldn't be? Well, it wouldn't be, be would it? Because it's shit. It's, it's not as shit as you you think it is. I just think you, I think being you, you know, you would drink it if it was in a posh bottle with the fancy name. I think the uh, the worst instant of lager drinking this week was um, on the day that I went to collect my uh, medication. Um, I went in to collect and they said oh we're going to have to wait like 10 minutes because this is literally only just come in so i went outside and waited in the sun then i decided to go to the shop bought a couple of things bag of crisps uh of kind of red bull was feeling a bit drowsy thought well, i'm gonna buy a kind of lager what time was this it was about 12 o'clock lunchtime i'm waiting to go back into the pharmacy to pick up my prescription yeah uh, so there's a the thing so i think it's just normal to buy a kind of red bull and a kind of lager normal yeah, I drank the the can of Red Bull and <laughs> and then I went back into the um, oh shit I'm not my colleagues listen to this stuff. Um, <laughs> I had a week off uh, work this week actually. By the way, so, um, um, yeah, so I go back in and um, and I walk back in and I realise I'm going back in to collect and pay for my prescription for antidepressants while carrying a can of lager at twelve o'clock on a. Monday morning um, and that's when, that's when she decided to explain to me I see you've missed a few days and you really really should should make sure you don't do that a very motherly and nice advice but <laughs> I think inspired by the fact of thinking that I think this this mine might be becoming unhinged actually you know it was just a sunny day and I just thought you know what I'm going to have a lager fuck it just going to walk into I've, the pharmacy with a beer man I, 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 I had a week off work and it was a sunny day was the can open? Um, I can't remember if it was open, but um, yeah, well, I can't remember. It was it was open? It was open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that is particularly uh, normal. Let's move on. All right, I've got a kid question. You and I have both got uh, two children. Have you got any uh, thoughts on uh, sibling rivalry between your two children or uh, sibling dynamics? Dynamics are interesting, and it's been interesting to see that develop uh, while they're having to spend so much time with it, with each other. Today, actually, is a good example now that I think about it, because I was in here just towards the, at the end of my work day. All I could hear was the chaos in there, in the living room, um, which is just out adjacent to my office. And they were messing around with a cardboard box and climbing on each other and just screaming and screaming and screaming. 
and fighting. And it's two boys that love fighting. They love fighting. And then my wife just lost it and said, God, that's it. No more fighting. I can't listen to this anymore. If you're going to fight, just go away upstairs. And then my two-year-old Charlie goes to the door and says, come on, George, let's go upstairs and fight. (laughs) (laughs) And at that point, my my wife once again was wishing, why didn't I have at least one girl? Uh, There you go. the, the, well, how are yours got, been? I, I'm I'm sorry to tell you that it does. It's not really much better with a a boy. And, I've got a boy <laughs> and a girl, as you know. And the girl actually wants to at the moment. She wants to fight more than the boy, really. So she's the younger, <laughs> the younger one, and she or she wants to attack him and wrestle, and she thinks it's hilarious. But do they? Do they? Do they like? Sorry, do they like to like jump all over you and clap, use you as climbing frame and all that stuff? My daughter's got a great habit of. Um, Every mealtime, so I'll sit ne- often. I'll sit next to her at mealtime, and she's she's the she's she's nearly two in a couple of months, um, and so she's obviously quite a messy eater. She's it's, we're finding it quite hard to teach her to use forks and things, so she uses her hands mostly, and um, yeah. she ends up very messy. And, and the thing that she likes to do the most is when she's finished eating, is just to turn to me with her hands like <laughs> like a. <laughs> I'm doing the thing like Frankenstein's monster or a zombie, like turning slowly uh, to me with a hands like this, uh, and doing like a big hug and rubbing her face in my mm. chair, in my t-shirt. Can you see it? Just like my oh, t-shirt it's great, is just cov- cover, covered in yep. food. Um, yeah, so she's, yeah. All right, enough, enough. Uh, next question. God, I love them. I probably love them. You know, I've got a to-do list of, um, of articles to write, long-term things that aren't time-sensitive. Uh, uh, One of them is to try and write an article about the bond that I have with my children and how that's grown in the lockdown. I try and write a positive... Oh, my God. Positive... You write an article about that? But, it, I, I mean, because oh, there is a lot of positive... Don't bother. No, there is. Don't There's... fucking bother. Don't bother. No? Don't fucking bother. Nah. <laughs> it's a good side note. Let's not make a whole fucking deal out of it. There are side notes. The thing is, if you if you, if you make them the subject, then that plays into their idea that they're the centre of the universe. They're not the centre of the They need to know that they are a side note. That is a thing. You know, don't, make the, don't make them a subject, because then that's, what, that's exactly what, that they what they want. That's what they want. That is what they want. Don't fucking let them. They, they, they do. Don't they think they're sending the world. Well. They're a funny side note. It's funny. They're funny. You know, it's good. It's good. They're like entertaining. Um, so is there anything you would like to say to uh, the listeners, however many <laughs> listeners there are? Um, I'm sorry if any of this has got you down. I hope maybe we've uh, cheered you up by giving you something, you know, to identify with because many of us are feeling the same way. Things will get better. Uh, we'll get there. And... Um, Try and just do something constructive with your time and try and do something positive because it's going to take a while, but we're, we're going to return to normality. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. Well, we might. We'll be all right. Yeah, we'll be fine. Uh, yep. Um, please follow the podcast um, on whatever platform you're listening to it on. I assume you already follow Ben on Twitter anyway. So that yeah, please matter. like, like and subscribe, like and subscribe, like and subscribe. Follow me. Like and subscribe, like and subscribe. Oh, 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 oh,